Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It is episode number 421 with your boy KB coming at you with a Sunday night solo dolo show. And for the very first time on YouTube, what is up, YouTube? We are live. Thank you guys for all of the support leading up to just a, a wild ride that we've had uh, trying to get to our 100 subscriber threshold that we set for ourselves as a company to really just see the interest. We wanted to see who was ready to rock and roll with us. So we are officially on YouTube uh, and this is the very first episode going up on the YouTube. Uh, so thank you guys for showing out and supporting. Uh, it was very awesome to watch that 99 tick to a 100 um so what's up youtube it's underground sports philadelphia for those of you who don't know me for our new youtube demographic i am kyle bennett aka kb i'm the founder and ceo and host of underground sports philadelphia and our podcast network our digital media company and uh we talk philly sports like no other uh on this show and you're gonna see on our youtube channel every single podcast we have on our network available ready to rock and roll so let's get into it what's up youtube what's going on everybody welcome in to underground sports philadelphia episode number 421 it's your boy kb with a solo dolo sunday night show we got a lot to dive into from the phillies the sixers the nhl that i just had like some sort of brain recognition with uh as their season continues to roll on and uh we're just gonna talk a, a whole lot uh on this sunday solo dolo uh but before we get started be sure to follow us on the socials at underground phi on twitter and instagram uh you can follow me on twitter at kbizzl311 Check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe to the podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Cook those numbers up. Uh, if you leave podcast reviews, Spotify uh, or Apple Podcasts, well, Apple Podcasts, the only one that has reviews, we'll read those reviews on the show. Um, but help us you know, get back on those charts and, and help more people find the show because that's what the reviews do. It plays with the algorithm and more people find the podcast, the more reviews that come through. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Come through. Uh, we are looking to build this YouTube channel big time. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the bell notif uh, the bell icon so you get notifications anytime a video goes live. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Comment down below with things you want to hear us talk about from our YouTube people. We might implement a new segment uh, with YouTube comments and stuff now that we are on the tube. But uh, big thank you to our sponsors, as you guys can see down below, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, our sponsors come through. If you want to sponsor the show, feel free to, sh uh, you know, reach out to us, all that good stuff. We're always looking for sponsors for the show. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, I got them on right now. If you're looking at my face, Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They got sunglasses, blue light glasses, hoodies, t-shirts, watches, you name it. They're rocking with it. It's the best blue light plus glasses I've ever worn in my life. My eyes feel so much less strained when I'm wearing them because I'm staring at screens all the time, editing podcasts, recording them, doing research, all that good stuff. 
and you guys got to protect your eyes. You only get one pair of them, and with summer right around the corner, you got to get those sunnies on. So go to TomahawkShades.com. Use our code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at checkout at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. Our pals over at Kenwood Beer. It's Philadelphia's light beer. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who has Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Our newest pals over at Bino Board. Guys, uh, this episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia brought to you by our pals at Bino Board. Uh, Bino's the next big tabletop game for your man cave, she shed, whatever you desire. Think paper football meets foosball, and you've got Bino. That's the best way for me to describe it to the people at home. Uh, Bino Board is a game and lifestyle brand based in Phoenix, Arizona, and their goal is to provide the highest quality boards and a true brand experience to every single player. Every part of their boards has been tested time and time again for the best possible playability so that every flicker's experience is a positive one. Bring the world together with Bino and hear someone's story from the other side of the pitch. You guys can go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com and use our code BinoUSP, B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order. And that includes the newly launched Team USA World Cup Limited Edition board and their merch. They dropped these fire long sleeve uh, Team USA Bino shirts that I have to get my hands on. It looks absolutely sick. Go get yours now. That's BinoBoard.com. Promo code BINOUSP for 10% off your order from our pals over at Bino. Let's get into it. Um, the Phillies continue to struggle against the Miami Marlins. I don't get what the issue is. I don't understand why they just continue to falter against this team. I have made it my mission this year that I will tweet out the Phillies record every single game that they play. Uh, an updated record thread of uh, their head-to-head matchups with the Miami Marlins. And to kick off 2022, they are 1-3. and three. They dropped three out of four to the Marlins this weekend down in Miami. Uh, I just truly don't understand how they continue to falter and how they continue to lose to the Miami Marlins. One of the just worst teams in baseball in terms of just organizational structure in terms of players on their roster I I can't even really name like five guys on their team like Jesus Aguilar I know yes but other than that like that's the one off the top of my head that I can name uh Martin Prado no longer there you know the the whole crew they had before no longer Miguel Rojas I can name but it's Wild to me that the Phillies continue time and time again to play down to this Miami Marlins organization. Uh, And I've chalked it up to like they're just cursed against the Marlins. I have three reasons why they potentially could be cursed. Um, Even though some of this started before Joe Girardi got here. Number one, Joe Girardi's just a bad manager. He's he's so bad in-game decision-wise. Like decision-making when things are going bad he just rolls with them until they continue to get worse and I don't understand why he does that um he's he's so he's just such a complacent manager he doesn't add anything to a game um and I truly question time and time again why he came out of retirement and doing his tv job at MLB Network because he he seems like he's not interested in managing it's a wild thing. This is a, a year for him where it's the final year of his contract. I think he has an option after this year. But this is like he's managing for his job this entire season and continues to just make the dumbest mistakes time and time again um, throughout this entire series, including keeping Zach Wheeler out there today for as long as he did. It was obvious from the jump Zach Wheeler did not have it. Um, I understand trying to go, you know, at least two innings with him. But when you see Zach Wheeler struggling, walking guys consistently, giving up big hits, it it was just time to pull him like right when the the going got bad. And he tried to roll it out there again. He loads the bases. The Marlins continued to score runs. 
and Sunday afternoon's game was just an absolute disaster, just like this entire series was. But Joe Girardi's just a bad manager. I feel like some of his bad juju from managing the Marlins before has come in and, and kind of infiltrated the the Phillies organization a bit. Um, but that that's no excuse because even back when Gabe Kapler was the manager of the Phillies in 2019, uh, they went 9-10. and 10, So I'm pretty sure Gabe was the manager in 2019 um, because he was here for at least one year of Harper. I could be misremembering, but I'm 99% certain he was here. In 2019, let's see, Gabe Kapler, yeah, Gabe was here 2018 and 2019, and Gabe went 20-18 and 18 in his two years as Phillies manager against the Marlins, where right now Joe Girardi in 2020, in the shortened season, went 3-7, and seven. right now they're 1-3, and three, so you do a little quick math there, that's 4-10, plus 9-10 in 2021, that's 13-20, and 20. It's just, it's not good. It's not good at all. Seven games under 500 in your career uh, as the Marlins man, as the Phillies manager against the Marlins is an unmitigated disaster. Um, so I am putting a lot of blame on Joe Girardi for the performances against the Marlins. I mean, he's been here for three years now and you're, you're seven games under 500 against the Marlins. This decade, it's absolutely preposterous. Um, the other thing I'm looking at here, the since the Marlins expanded into Major League Baseball in the 90s, um, the Phillies have flip flopped records of winning record, losing record with the Marlins as the decades go. So in the 90s, the Phillies went 52 and 34 against the Marlins. Um, in the 2000s, they went 89 and 92. Um, which was kind of salvaged a bit, you know, during not even not even really during the run. Uh, the Phillies had great records against them in 05 and 06, where they went over uh, 10 wins each. And in 2001, they went over 10 wins, but those were really the only times. So the 2000s is very similar so far to the 2020s, where unfortunately so far the Phillies do not have a winning record against the Marlins during a single year in the 2020s. Could change this year, but right now off to a horrid start. Uh, in the 2010s, the Phillies went 108 and 79 against the Marlins. Tons of wins against them. Um, pretty much outside of 2019, which was Gabe's final year here when they went 9 and 10. Every other year in the 2010s, they won at least 10 games against the Marlins. At least. Uh, and the most being in 2010 when they went 13 and 5 against the Marlins. It's just one of those things that I truly can't explain it. It's just they flip-flopped with them. They're 13 and 20 against the Marlins in the 2020s now and they just continue to play down to the competition. Like there's no explanation as to why the uh the Phillies Marlins curse exists other than the Phillies just play down to the competition against them, especially in Miami. It is it's an unmitigated disaster in Miami. Um, road games all time for the Phillies against the Marlins. They're 115 and 132, which that just shouldn't be the case. Like, it, it, like my brain is being melted right now looking at these numbers. Um, and numbers aren't everything, obviously, but looking at the records and trying to just explain what the hell goes on with the Phillies against the Marlins to be – you know, what is it, 17 games under 500 against a team that has only been around since the 90s, almost as long as I have. Yeah, the Marlins came into existence in 1993. So, I mean, for the 28 years I've been on this planet, the Marlins have also been here, almost 29. Um, and the Phillies just can't get it done down in Florida. Don't know what it is. Uh, the thing that I'm going to chalk this series up to, to kind of spin zone it and put a positive take on everything that's gone wrong against the Marlins so far to start 2022, uh, the lockout, it's kind of extended spring training right now for a lot of these guys. 
Uh, Bryce still hasn't really gotten hot. Obviously, he went yard in uh, Sunday's game, but it's it's a lot to kind of compartmentalize and, and realize that a lot of these players are going to get off to slow starts to begin this season just because the lockout shortened spring training. It, it really put a lot of things up in the air um, with the team that's bringing in a lot of new pieces. So spin zone-wise, that's where I'm going to put, you know, kind of this weird slow start for the Phillies so far this season um, as they sit in not a great spot to to begin 2022 in, you know, just the division. And um, I'm going to pull up their, their record here right now and kind of just the standings. They're fourth in the NL East after this weekend. <laughs> Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like, like 45 minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. They're four and six um, behind the Mets, who are seven and three, the Braves, who are five and six, and the Marlins, who are four and five now. And now you go out to Colorado, where you hope the bats get hot. You hope the bats get hot against Colorado. Um, You know, the altitude, everybody knows, everybody hits out in Colorado. So hopefully they're able to hit against a a pretty bad Rockies team, I would say. Um, They're not world beaters at all by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, they're 6-3 and right now, and they can hit, um, but they can't really pitch outside of maybe two guys on their roster. So if you can chase their starters early, that'll be a positive for you. Um, But the Phillies really need to figure some things out. And... It's a lot on their hitting. The The hitting has really struggled this year, to say the least. And that's where they really need to figure a lot out as this, this month of April progresses. Because, you know, you can talk about it still being early and everything, but these games matter when it comes down to it. And over the past couple seasons, the Phillies have been fighting towards the end of seasons to, to really stay in the playoff hunt. And they've been unable to do it because you look back on April, May, where there were these slow starts or these collapses, and that's kind of just what the Phillies' MO has been for, I'd say, since 2018. You know, that's been the MO, and you, you can't have that as an organization. Um, so that's what I'm chalking up, you know, kind of just my my first initial takes here through 10 games of this Phillies season. Um, it's a lot of head scratching, but it's also a lot of, okay, it's still a little early. It's still kind of that extended spring training. So I'll pump the brakes a little bit, but it is a bit concerning that this offense hasn't really gotten rolling outside of a couple games. And some of that I think goes on Joe Girardi for not playing a consistent lineup multiple days in a row. Uh, and also continuing to play guys that aren't doing as well as opposed to some of the guys that are, like Alec Bohm, who's hitting like 700 to start the season. Why he's not in the lineup consistently, I understand his defense isn't great, but hey, the universal DH exists. Let the boy hit a little bit. Let the kid, you know, take some swings and continue to progress as a hitter because that's his most valuable asset. And when he's hitting the way he is right now, 
let the guy play. Let the kids play. Alec Bohm should be in the lineup as a DH or third baseman, no matter what the defense situation is, as often as you can. Because right now, he's on a hot streak that we haven't seen from him in his career, and you don't want to waste that. Get Alec Bohm in the lineup, Joe Girardi. Stop being a coward and play some of your best players rather than defaulting to veterans who just aren't adding anything to this lineup. It blows my mind, and it needs to be fixed. needs to be fixed, Joe Girardi. Let's figure it out. Um, But we're going to play Matt and I's favorite game that you guys can also play on playpickup.com. Shout out to our incredible partners over at Pickup. It's the place to play the headlines, guys. You're playing the hottest headlines in sports, prop prop you know bets and everything are so hot in the streets and pickups doing it the right way because everybody can play it it's free to play all you got to do is use your phone number to sign up uh not even using an email you're not going to get cluttered emails and pretty soon that text in feature is coming your way i'm going to find more information about that in the coming days uh, but you guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports. You build up points on your fan profile for every prop you get correct. You're playing with everybody on the planet. And uh, once you rack up those points on your fan profile, you cash them in for awesome prizes on the pickup marketplace. So go to playpickup.com now and start playing along with the NL East run differential props that Matt and I. Uh, it's so cool that we can, you know, take bits from this podcast and turn them into props now with our homies over at pickup um they are crushing the game and you can play the NL East run differential um on not just season long like we've been doing but you can also play it uh, month by month, you can play for the month of April, play for the month of May, June, July, August, September, October, hopefully. Um, so I'm going to see who's playing the headline. Let's see. Here we go. Annalise run differential, worst run differential in the Annalise best run differential in 2022. And then through April, all live on uh, and best through April. All live on Pickup's website, which is so cool. Um, I really want to play these so badly. Um, I got to go in and, and start playing them and, and promote them even more. So go to playpickup.com and play uh, the NL East run differential game along with Matt and I. There are two teams in the NL East right now with positive run differentials. It's the New York Mets at plus 26, and the Miami Marlins now after this weekend at plus 2. The Phillies and the Braves are both at minus 9, and the Washington Nationals in the basement at minus 16. That's the thing. This offense is too good for the Philadelphia Phillies for them to be this lowly and this down um, in terms of not scoring runs. They need to figure it out, and... You know, a lot of teams outside of the NL West in the National League are struggling to score runs. Um, the Mets are the second best run differential in the entire National League and in all of Major League Baseball, just behind the Dodgers. Um, they got Masters. The Mets are playing well, but you all know the Mets are the Cicadas, so not going to be too worried about the New York Cicadas until uh, they give us reason to be. But you guys, go play that that run differential game on playpickup.com. It is the place to play the hottest headlines in sports. Um, so shout out to Pickup for rocking with us for since day one almost. They've been, they've been getting down with us since the moment we got in touch with them, and they're doing it big at playpickup.com. Um, but let's continue. The Phillies have driven us crazy enough for this weekend. We'll see what they do throughout this week as they play uh, not only the Rockies, but they also play uh, this coming week, the rest of their schedule. Andrew McCutcheon comes to town um, with the Brewers this coming weekend, so they'll play the Rockies, have an off day Thursday. Then the Brewers come to town 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night baseball. Ozzie Albies called out Bryce Harper uh, on Sunday night to be the next mic'd up candidate, which will be very cool. So we'll have Bryce mic'd up on Sunday night baseball. Uh, I love that feature in all sports. Every sport should have mic'd up people. Um, it, it rules. I, I don't care that it's raw. I don't care that, you know, curse words can slip out. Hey, they're words. Big deal. It happens. Um, so I love the mic'd up feature. Uh, and I'm very excited to see Bryce get mic'd up. But the Phillies, uh, it's the Rockies in Colorado. Then they come home to play the Brewers and the Rockies. Uh, and then they'll go on the road to finish the month of April and bleed into May uh, against the Mets. So hopefully a little redemption there. Back-to-back Sunday night baseballs for the Phils. That's also very fun. Um, so they'll have Sunday against the Brewers and then Sunday night baseball against the Mets. That'll be a lot of electricity flowing uh, for the Phils to end the month of April. But they just got to figure out the offense. The pitching has done enough to where the Phillies can you know thrive and succeed. They just need to figure out the offense, and I think they'll be fine. That That's where I sit with the Phillies right now through 10 games. Um, but something that was coming through my head as I was getting ready to record this show, you know, the Flyers have been out of it for months now, pretty much since the season started. It's felt like they've just been out of it. Claude Giroux is now gone. He's going to the playoffs, so, so go Panthers. Um but, you know, the, the Phillies weren't on TV on Saturday because NBC Sports Philadelphia obviously is contracted with the Flyers. They're the official home for them. So they had to put a Flyers game on, on TV. All well and good, but, like, the team's eliminated. Like, get them out of here. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer to not see the one win uh, that the Phillies had this weekend televised um, for an NHL team that is just in the basement right now. And nobody really cares whatsoever about the Flyers. Um, but I was, I, I you know, I keep getting notifications and the NBA playoffs started this weekend. And typically, like, the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs start around the same time. And we're still in the regular season for the NHL and it, it just wasn't adding up to me. I was like, why is this the case? Um, you know, why, why do I keep getting notifications that the Flyers are playing? Like... It was very confusing to me. So I pulled up the NHL schedule. And the NHL regular season, guys. This blows my mind because this feels like this must have been just like because of the Olympics, COVID, something. Sunday, May 1st is the last NHL regular season game this year. And there's one game. Sunday, May 1st, Kraken Jets at 2 p.m. on Sunday, May 1st. That's crazy. Like, I'm trying to look and see the Sixers playoff schedule right now, if I can pull it up. Like, heavens forbid, Sixers-Raptors go seven games. That series would end on April 30th. We could have a full round of the NBA playoffs done and over with before the NHL playoffs even begins. That feels weird to me. I don't remember that being the case for the NHL whatsoever. As far back as I can remember, even when the Flyers weren't in the playoffs, that doesn't seem right to me. That's so weird. And like, it just feels like a complete drag that the NHL is taking this long for their regular season to end. Like, are people still watching NHL regular season games at this point? Or are they just like, come on, get me to the playoffs, get me to the playoffs. Like, I just want to watch the playoffs. I feel like May 1st for the NHL regular season to end is such a a wild thing. I, I couldn't believe that when I was just scrolling. It kept going and going and going. Like... We have like three weeks left of the NHL regular season. That's bananas to me. That that just seems so preposterous and like such an outlier compared to years past. And I hope I'm right and don't sound like a complete and utter jackass. But my goodness, that seems so preposterous. 
that the the NHL regular season is running until May 1st. I if 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 the Flyers were in it, I don't even know if I'd still be paying attention in terms of just like sitting down and watching regular season hockey if the Flyers were like a playoff team right now. Like looking at the standings it's crazy like every team in the eastern conference has like seven games left same with the west obviously but like anywhere from seven to five to seven games left what a drag of an nhl season it's been i need to look and see if there was any like just blips in the matrix of NHL games not happening because for this season to be going as long as it has is wild to me. And I forget, did they start late this year? I forget that too. Like it's been such a long year (laughs) in terms of just like sports year from when the NHL season started back in October to now. Because we always do optimistic October here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. You guys know that. The real ones know. I'm scrolling back here. February. Going all the way back. <laughs> like, I'm very... Intrigued to see if... I just am stupid and, like, misremembering something... With the the NHL start to the season, or what it was, because this seems out of pocket. I probably could have just clicked on when the Flyers season started. We're in January. Like, did the NHL season not start until, like, November? Or December? I totally forget. I know we had a bunch of postponed games early on, like around Christmas. So maybe that's what's contributing to the season ending as late as it is. We're in December, early December of 2021 now. God, this is like doom scrolling. To get up all the way here. So I don't want to pull it up on my phone. To look up the NHL schedule. That just seems preposterous. Now we're in November. I thought it just stopped on like Black Friday. And I was like oh that explains it. No. We're in mid-November now. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It has to be the Christmas pause that's pushed everything back. That's the only thing that makes sense. That's the only thing that would, like, add up in any sort of just, like, okay, like, here's the outlier because... Because the NHL players didn't even play in the uh, the Olympics this year. Like, it wasn't allowed. Yeah, because now I'm in late October, typically when the NHL starts. Or mid-October.
Yeah. So the season started October 12th uh, with those two opening games. Yeah. It has to have been the December pause that we had around Christmas and everything because of everything with Canada and their restrictions and stuff. So that makes a little sense at least. But man, May 1st is so long for an NHL season. Like, the Stanley Cup's going to end in July. That's boncos. Absolutely insane. We're going to have summer hockey. That's crazy. Shout out to the NHL. The NHL playoffs are always elite. It's always a a good time. They always do it well. Um, But, man, it blew my mind that, like, the NHL season was dragging on this long. And now it makes sense, thinking back. Like, it was the, the Christmas pause that we had uh, back in December. But you know what's not paused, everybody? Tyrese Maxey dunking on the Raptors' heads, and it's brought to you by the homies over at Trophy Smack. You guys have seen them on Shark Tank. Uh, Absolutely awesome uh, humans over at at Trophy Smack. They're the best. You, You want customizable trophies, belts, rings for your fantasy league to take it to the next level. You want to feel legit. You want to feel like you're bringing home a Lombardi trophy, a Stanley Cup, you know, a WWE belt, getting one of those Super Bowl rings. That's where Trophy Smack comes in. Make your fantasy leagues legit. They have customizable toppers and plaques for their trophies. Interchangeable so your winners take home those toppers. Your trophy stays the same and then boom, every year you get a new topper. I think that's one of the coolest things uh, that I've seen in the fantasy sports realm in a very long time. And Trophy Smack does it the right way. They've got every sport under the sun from football, baseball, hockey, basketball, golf. You name it, they got it. Go to trophysmack.com, use our affiliate link, it'll be linked in the description on YouTube and in the podcast uh, notes, so make sure you use our affiliate link at trophysmack.com, help support the show, help support the gang here, and uh, take your fantasy smack talk to the next level by getting those upgraded beautiful trophies from our peeps over at Trophy Smack. Tyrese Maxey is a gift from the gods. Shout out to Mike Muscala. We say it a ton on this show, and I think, you know, as we progress through these playoffs and have progressed through the season, he was on the ballot idea uh, for the Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame this year, but he didn't quite make it. I'm convinced full-heartedly that Mike Muscala will be on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame ballot and will get inducted this year because Tyrese Maxey is just an absolute rock star. 38 points in the first game against the Raptors. Absolutely took over. Looked like uh, like he had been there for a decade. And by there, I mean the playoffs. Joel Embiid was phenomenal. James Harden was great. Tobias Harris looked fantastic. And the Sixers did the goddamn thing against the Raptors, and they won 131-111. to 111. You know, Tyrese Maxey is just, he's a treat, man. Tobias had 26 points in this game. Joel Embiid had 19-15. and 15. James Harden had 22 and 14 assists. And Tyrese Maxey with 38 points in this game in 38 minutes. Averaging one point per minute, just an absolute joy. He's fantastic. Warren Allen Iverson jersey walking into the game. Um, this was one of the most complete and most well-executed games I've seen the Sixers play, uh, especially in the postseason in a very long time. They looked like a well-oiled machine. They they got the Raptors in foul trouble early. Fred Van Vliet, like 30 seconds into the game, had two fouls to begin. Um, it was it was awesome watching Tyrese Maxey, watching the energy and the electricity in the Wells Fargo Center go absolutely bananas. Kate Scott had one of the funniest and just incredible lines um, that I can remember from a broadcasting standpoint, I'm going to pull it up here so I don't butcher it because it was that good. Um, shout out to Kate Scott. She's an absolute rock star. Uh, yeah. Quote, are you kidding me? Tyrese Maxey from Chestnut Hill. 
What a call on that three-pointer from Tyrese Maxey by Kate Scott. She's such a joy. Uh, her energy just it goes everywhere when you watch a game that Kate Scott's calling, and she's fantastic. Um, and now the Sixers have an opportunity in front of them to really command this home court advantage with three guys from the Raptors out injured. Um, I'm going to pull it up here because I don't want to mess up who it is. Nick Nurse confirmed this. Um... Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With who was going to be out. And let's see here. So the Raptors announced that after MRIs, Scotty Barnes has been diagnosed with a sprained ankle and Thaddeus Young has a left thumb hyperextension. And then Gary Trent Jr. with a non-COVID illness. All three of those guys for Monday's game two, doubtful. Those three guys are out more than likely, pretty much is what that means. So with three guys that played, you know, especially Scotty Barnes, playing 32 minutes in this game. Um, that's that's big time for the Sixers in terms of just, you know, being able to take advantage of the situation in front of them. You never want to see guys get injured. Um, so hopefully those guys, you know, get back soon and, and are healthy and ready to rock and roll. But those are three guys that, especially, you know, Gary Trent Jr. played 26 minutes in game one. Scotty Barnes played 32. Thaddeus Young played six. Um, off the bench, but now the Sixers are really making the Raptors have to play kind of a an internal chess game with themselves with how they're gonna you know utilize guys off the bench and and insert guys into the starting lineup um, for Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. and you just got to take advantage of that. You got to continue to perform at this high level that you're playing at and go out and execute your game. Don't get too cute. Don't get too, you know, detailed in terms of just, like, trying to force things. Let them happen and go out and play your style of basketball and dominate a Raptors team that you dominated in game one and then get ready to go to Toronto because you're going to be down Matisse Thibel, um in games three and four, which I wouldn't be shocked if the Raptors get one in Toronto. Um, if not both, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me. They're still a very good team. They still have very good players on their roster, uh, that aren't injured. So you really have to go in and take advantage of, of the games at the Wells Fargo center, because once it flips to Toronto, you got two games up there and then you got to come back here. I'd much rather the Sixers win in five and, you know, or in four, go win in Toronto for all we care. But if you do have to bring it back for another game at the Wells Fargo Center, just make sure you take one in Toronto. Steal that home court advantage and wrap it up at home um, because that's that's what it's all about. That's, that's what you got to do. And the Sixers team, they're very exciting. Like Matt and I have said, we think their ceiling is still a championship. And, you know, we got Boston and, and Brooklyn battling each other. That series, after watching what happened on Sunday – Looks like it could go seven games, which would be great. Uh, Chicago and Milwaukee were battling each other. Don't know if that series will go seven games, but who knows. Um, but right now, the Sixers looked like the most dominant team so far against their opponent. Um, and you just hope that continues. And, and you hope that... Doc Rivers doesn't, you know, get in his own head and get in his own way. It was really nice to see Paul Reed play in this game as the first big man off the bench rather than DeAndre Jordan, and it proved to work because Paul Reed was a, a positive plus-minus in his minutes in for Joel Embiid, and you, you handled business. 
And that's everything we've been begging for from this Sixers team and from Paul Reed to not from Paul Reed, but in terms of getting Paul Reed uh, playing time and, and being able to uh, execute as uh, a bench unit, DeAndre Jordan just wasn't it. And I hope Doc Rivers realizes that and continues to play Paul Reed in those situations because he was not bad. Was he good? No. Was he great? No. But he was serviceable and he was fine. And Tyrese Maxey being mic'd up needs to happen more and more. Um, I just, I absolutely loved what I saw from the Sixers in game one and truly hope it continues in game two and throughout this series. And, you know, there's 15 more games to win. 15 more to win uh, before they hoist that trophy. So hopefully things keep, you know, clicking and ticking for this Sixers. Uh, you know, playoff run and it's just getting started and I'm excited for game two Monday night as you guys are listening and watching this. It'll be Monday. So let's go Sixers. Let's get the damn thing done and uh, go out and show the NBA that the process worked. Joel Embiid's the MVP and let's go win a title. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, You know, we, we got a lot more content coming over the next couple of weeks, especially with all of our, our video content from our event at Eastland Golf Course in Vineland, New Jersey, uh, with the Get in the Hole podcast, boys. That should be up within the next couple of weeks, especially the Chip and Putt Challenge video should be up, plus the the vlog of the boys playing the course uh, will be very, very fun to go through and, and have that video up for you guys to check out. So you don't want to miss that. Um and I'm just excited that, you know, we're, we're taking the show to YouTube now and, and things are going to be crazy now. You know, we're, we're hitting a whole new demographic that we haven't even scratched the surface with. Um, it's still very much underground, if you will. Um, so subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that bell uh, icon so you get notifications every time the video goes live. Hit the like button. Comment down below things you want to see on the podcast. Um from a YouTube perspective, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311 if you want to see me tweet about all of our favorite Philly sports teams, plus a whole bunch of other stuff from lacrosse, which I'm a big lacrosse head for the people out there, which you'll see the Outside the Box podcast coming up on the YouTube channel later this week. Um, and of course, uh, I tweet about TV and movies. I tweet about nerd shit. So follow me on Twitter if you're into that kind of stuff at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com for all of our written content. There's a few blogs going up very, very soon, uh, that I'm excited for you guys to check out. And, uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast feeds. That's still very important. Uh, even though we're on YouTube now as well, this podcast feeds, it helps more people find the show. Um, and that's our, our core listening demographic as well. So you don't want to miss out on that. Subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know how you feel about this Phillies team against the Marlins. Do you think they're cursed? Uh, you know, what do you think they got to do in order to beat the Marlins and have a winning record this year against them? Um, how you feel about, you know, just 10 games in where you sit with the Phillies, how you feel about this NHL season? Were you are you in the same boat as me, feeling that it's way too long uh, and dragging on? And let me know. Just share your love and adoration and admiration for Tyrese Maxey. 
uh, in the Apple Podcast reviews. We will read those on the show. Don't get it twisted. If you leave them, we'll read them. And uh, only five stars, though, because we have standards. We know you do, too, and we know they're five stars. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's let's get these numbers cooking and let's build the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube uh, YouTube Nation. Let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades. You guys saw me wearing the blue light plus glasses all show long. Go to TomahawkShades.com and get your own. Plus, they got the sunglasses summer right around the corner. Use our code at checkout, USP. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order from the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. Bino Board. That's B I N H O B O A R D. Go to BinoBoard.com and use our code BinoUSP for 10% off your entire order from our pals over at Bino Board. And of course, shout out to Pickup. Go to PlayPickup.com. Play the NLEs run differential props with us at PlayPickup.com. Uh, it's the place to play the hottest headlines in sports. PlayPickup.com. And shout out to Trophy Smack. Upgrade your fantasy smack talk and your fantasy sports leagues with our pals over at Trophy Smack. Link in the description of the YouTube video and the podcast notes. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 421 and episode one on YouTube. Maybe we'll backlog it one day once we have people to sift through 420 other episodes of Underground Sports Philadelphia. But until then, I'm your boy KB. Thank you guys for tuning in, and let's get this YouTube journey off to one hell of a start. I appreciate you guys, and until next time, I am signing off. Peace. I'm a